just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Speaking Influence, the show that helps you to master the psychology and application of ethical influence and persuasion in life and business with persuasive presentations and podcasting coach, Johnny Ball. Welcome to the show. This is Speaking Influence. My name's Johnny Ball, and I've been promising some changes on the show recently, and this is going to be your first experience of what those changes are and what's coming up. So one of the things that I did promise was that I was going to start doing some reviews of books in the world of influence and persuasion that I think everybody should read and why I think you should read them. Rather than giving you a summary of everything you need to know about the book, hopefully this is more something that's going to encourage you to start checking out the books. So maybe revisit it if it's already in your library. So I decided to start a series on the podcast of books, reviews, and summarize the most important books in relation to influence and persuasion. Well, at least according to my own evaluation as someone who has been passionately and professionally interested in this area for a very long time. To start off the series, I chose to revisit How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It is considered something of a classic in the self-help genre, but it is also one of the most valuable books when it comes to understanding the principles of influence and persuasion in daily personal and professional interactions. My preferred method of book consumption is audio format, and this did pose a slight challenge with the book, as the audio version is, how do I put this nicely, a little dated. The book itself is over 70 years old, and my god, the examples in the book certainly show that. Now, I believe the principles are, for the most part, still very sound, and it's always easier to remember principles when they come with a story attached. And I'm thinking about something like Make It Stick with Chip and Dan Heath, the re really understanding that principle. And that is a book that I probably will cover in this series at some point as well. So many of the stories in How to Win Friends and Influence People are so old as to mostly be unrelatable, especially in our online updated world. They are very oldie-worldie, and you will get that as soon as you hear them. There is an updated version of the book, and it was published in 2011, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People for the Digital Age. However, it doesn't really seem to add that much to the original, and being already over 10 years old now, it seems a little out of date, with many saying that they prefer the original book. Well, take your pick. Personally, I do think you're better off with the original version, even if the stories are very dated. The book contains 30 principles for fulfilling the goal of winning people as friends and influencing them. 
A great number of successful people have attributed their ability to build powerful networks and become influential to the content of this book. Now, you might wonder, like I did, whether these principles could be used cynically by someone who just wanted the results. I think the answer is yes. And people like that probably have been using these kinds of principles for a long time, either consciously or unconsciously. One of the foundational keys to running a confidence trick is to be able to get your mark to trust you. And this book, I guess, teaches you how to do that pretty fast. I will caveat that, however, by adding that I do think the people who do such things as confidence tricks, they often figure these things out for themselves or they get taught by people who've been doing it for years. So the chances are that they are not picking up books like How to Win Friends and Influence People in order to learn how to do that. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that that is a fairly reasonable level of speculation. However, if somebody knows better and would like to correct me on that, then please feel free to get in touch. So whilst you could probably use the principles of this book to become a con artist, it's far more likely that the greater majority of people will read the book with the intention of developing genuine relationships in good faith. And some of the principles do actually depend on that. Like any tool, in itself it has no morality. So it is only the intention of the wielder, of the person who's using the tool, that can be good or bad, or even neutral. This book is ultimately about building relationships and therefore it gets us to pay attention to how we are and to pay attention to the cues and clues that other people give us in various situations. Some of the principles in the book may well seem like common sense and yet if they were then we would surely all be much better at influencing and winning friends than we often are. If you know one of the principles is to smile but you have a resting bitch face most of the time, it doesn't matter how obvious it is, you're still going to need to put in some practice and work to make a significant change with that. Things like being a good listener are also sound advice and seemingly common sense once again, but we are not always good at doing them. Things like making the other person feel important or admitting quickly if you are wrong may be a little less intuitive, but they do generally serve as well. Carnegie also suggests that we use what most speakers might call a yes set, which is getting people in your audience to say yes several times as soon as possible so that they are in a habit of saying yes, of agreeing with you. Now, my personal experience on this is that the use of the yes set has been used and abused to a point where it is no longer as effective as it might have once been. And it might actually be throwing up a few red flags for some people who could see it as an attempt at manipulation. Some ideas like avoiding arguments by not getting into them or not telling people they're wrong, but instead respecting them even if you think they are wrong, are principles I can well imagine that many people would rally against these days and even dismiss because certain cultural norms and social media norms have made many people much more comfortable with confronting others and even insulting them if we believe that they are wrong or stupid. So this is one that I struggle with myself, but it is perhaps the choice that we sometimes have to make between being right or being happy. I value nearly all of these principles, but my favorite, and I don't mean this is the best one, I just mean my favorite principle of all 30, and perhaps this is the coach in me that is coming out, is to give someone a fine reputation to live up to. As a coach who works with many clients on their journeys of personal and professional development, this is an essential tool to really help clients to step up. 
I think we can, to some extent, do this for ourselves too, if we start to consider what the best version of ourselves would look like and act like, how we would be if we were acting as our higher self. We'll return to the show in just a few moments. Like me, you have a message to share with your audience, and it's important. In fact, it could change their lives. But first, you need to be very clear about two things. Exactly who are you trying to help? And what can you offer them that no one else can? Because it all starts there. And it's all about your brand. Brandface sponsors this podcast and they help people just like you to define, develop and display a brand that positions you as an authority. It's time to make sure you stand out. Find out more at learnaboutbrandface.com. That's learnaboutbrandface.com. Now back to speaking influence. There's a reason I'm not listing all of the principles here for you and only highlighting some. And that's because I'm a big believer in getting the book for yourself and learning for yourself to whatever level of recall you wish to achieve. You may be happy with a fleeting acquaintance with the principles, or you may wish to be more readily able to recall them. But always, I would say the most important thing is to practice them, put them into practice in your life. As the ancient philosopher Lao Tzu said, to know and not to do is to not truly know. Personally, I have no issue with tools like Blinkist as a way to review or familiarize yourself with knowledge and ideas. But if you really want to learn this, get the book and apply the principles. If this video has convinced you that you should read How to Win Friends and Influence People and you don't currently have the book in your collection, please do use the link in the show notes, whether it's for the audio, Kindle or paperback. Now, I might make 25 P or 25 cents from your purchase. But these are the small amounts that help keep the lights on at Speaking Influence Studios. So please do consider using the links in the show notes if you don't have the book. If you do have it, then of course revisit it. Or you may wish to have it in another format. For example, if you only have the audiobook, you may like to have a Kindle version or a paperback version that you could make notes in. Now, as a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People is badly in need of an update, even with the updated digital version. And social media, as I said, has developed so fast. So having a look at both of those books, I still think you're going to be better off with the original and also better to try and find more modern examples of the principles that are contained within it. Honestly, if you were to start buttering up the person who's on the phone to you because your payment is late and saying, well, I must be your most problematic customer, and that appears in one of the stories in the book, you're either probably going to be met with stony silence or sarcasm or something worse, rather than an empathic understanding as the lady in the book experienced. The world has changed, and so we must accept that. I know some of you may want to get a little more into the principles of how to win friends and influence people. And I decided to start a video series about them and how they relate specifically to podcast guests and hosts. So some more than others, maybe a few, not so much at all, but a lot of them do in significant ways. And so if you are interested in following my series about the principles from how to win friends and influence people, but in the context of how to win audience and influence podcast guests and hosts, then you can follow my link to the first video in the show notes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Now, they won't be appearing here in the podcast, so YouTube is going to be the main place to get them. I will also put the video series into my website too. So if you prefer, you can go to presentinfluence.com instead and watch the series there. 
If you do go to the website, you can also check out some of my other content, like my blog, my quizzes, and my online programs. The next review in the series is going to be next month. There will just be one of these each month. And that is going to be The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf Debelli, which for me was the first book that introduced me to logical fallacies and cognitive biases. There are other books around on that subject. This just happens to be the first one that I encountered and it really helped me a lot. And that's why I'm covering it in this series. If there are other books in or around influence and persuasion that you think I should include in my review series, you can let me know. Contact me on Twitter at John A. Ball. That's John with an H. So at John A. Ball and uh, say J-O-H-N-A-B-A-L-L on Twitter. Uh, or you can contact me through the website if you prefer. Now, if you think you'd be a great guest for the show, or you think there's someone who I should bring on as a guest, then please do connect with me on Twitter or through my website, presentinfluence.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out my recent episode with Alex Sanfilippo about the influence of podcasting. And stay tuned for more amazing guests coming up on the show. Please remember to check out our sponsors, Brandface, who can help you get your brand message right and connected to the right audience. I'll be back with another show very soon. In fact, the next show is going to be on my 50th birthday. So happy birthday to me. And my gift to you is going to be my chat with Joseph Corella, where we discuss the influence of dance and more besides. It was really a lovely and fun chat. And if you're a fan of show tunes, well, you're going to love his work. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, have a great rest of your day. Go and make great things happen. See you again on the show another time very soon.